Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. A podcast 100% dedicated to lacrosse goalies. I'm Coach Damon, and on this show, it's my job to interview the best goalies in the game. To tease out the mindsets, the training tactics, the drills, the general attitudes that all elite goalies share, so you can use them in your own game. To train your own lacrosse goalie, or out on the field. So if my job is to interview the best goalies in the game, I guess you can say I'm doing my job because this week we've got Kyle Burnlore. For those in the lacrosse world, Burnlore needs no introduction. He starred at the University of Maryland, taking them to the championship game where he made what I would call the best save in the history of lacrosse goalies. He's an MLL all-star and led the league in save percentage, and now he's a member of the Premier Lacrosse League, joining the Whip Snakes. What up, Whip Snakes? Overall, great dude. Please enjoy this conversation with Kyle Burnlore. Before we get started with this podcast with Kyle Burnlore, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online Lax Goalie Rat Camp. A parent who has purchased the camp and recently went through it sent me a testimonial that I want to read for you guys. My freshman daughter just made the JV high school team, and my seventh grade daughter is going to give it a shot between the pipes starting today. The camp has been fantastic. I think I'm going to help my buddy coach the goalies on my daughter's seventh grade team. I never played lacrosse except once at a summer camp, and I got destroyed. (laughs) And I've never even coached a sport. I think I might be able to pull up coaching my daughter and her friend who volunteered to play goalie this year thanks to your camp. So your program works, and thanks for all you do. Thank you very much. That's from Brendan. Brendan, I know you're listening, as you mentioned in the email, so thank you very much for that. For everyone else who wants to learn how to coach a lacrosse goalie, exactly what to do, what to put them through, check out the camp. It's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Slaxgoalyrat.com slash goal. Enjoy the show. Uh, my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Kyle Burnlore, ex Maryland goalie, MLL goalie, making the move to the PLL. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to start at the beginning, Kyle. When, uh, when did you first jump into goal? It was. Uh third grade was my first uh first year of actually playing competitively uh i think i got the stick in my hand the year before that in second grade uh kind of on a whim my older brother got involved playing uh for a, for a local team and um you know he was my dad got a goal for him out in the backyard and he was kind of sick of uh shooting on nobody or shooting on a trash can or a scarecrow so uh he grabbed some hockey pads and, and made me hop in there as an older brother would so I kind of got forced in the position, but uh, it was a way to kind of hang out with my older brother and his friends. So, so it was kind of took off from there. Nice. I think this is the third podcast in a row where we've got that story of younger brother gets thrown into goal. So it seems to be a, exactly. <laughs> exactly. we got to do a study to see how many lacrosse goalies have older brothers. Cause it's gotta be pretty high. Yeah, I think it would be way up there, way up there. Cause That's that was, right. that was my one ticket of being able to, stay out a little late and uh, skip dinner and hang out with my brother and his friend. So that was my ticket to a little fun. Nice. Nice. And did you play in the field as well as, um, as well as being a goalie when you first, when you started playing like, you know, team lacrosse or was it, or was it hundred percent goal? Yeah. hundred percent goalie. I, uh, you know, became a goalie that next year as a third grader for the uh, sixth grade and under team and never, never once played, uh, played in the field. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, was there, as you're progressing, was there something, was, did it kind of come natural to you or was there one like big 
aha moment or like a camp or one season that where things really started to click? Uh, it, it, it definitely, I think it just clicked, uh, just how much I kind of fell in love with the sport and fell in love with, uh, you know, impressing people with stopping their shot and seeing people, you know, kind of react saying, wow, you saved that, you know, and that kind of, as a, as a third grade kid, you know, you, you're, uh, impressing your, your peers and guys older than you. I thought that was something that was just so cool to me and, uh, something that I fed off of and wanted to keep doing. So. I don't know if there was a moment. It was just really, I, I just fell in love with it the moment I started playing and uh, just couldn't keep the stick out of my hands and could not wait to go to practice every day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I loved about the position as well is the awe <laughs> that people have. We you know when you make saves and like the respect that sure. the goalies get um, just to like, you know, this, this culture, this lacrosse has a culture of respecting the goalie. Uh, but I'm curious, what's your, Absolutely. what's your favorite thing about, about being a goalie? Um, I just think so much of it is being, you know, it's kind of a, you know, similar to a quarterback role in, in the sense of, you know, you lead one end of the field, um, and, and you're able to spark transition going the other way. So I think, uh, making a save when you're not supposed to make a save, I think, you know, coaches always save or say to the goalies, Hey, you know, make the saves you should and, and try to steal a few that you shouldn't. And, you know, the ones that you, that you steal, those are the, those are the saves that make a goalie happy. And, uh, you know, kind of give you that itch to keep going. So whenever you can have a doorstop save or a, a big save from the outside and get the ball back over the top and get it back down to the guys who put the ball in, that is uh, it's something that's always been so cool to me and so fun to me. And, um, you know, I, I just truly love love the position and um, being the last line of, of defense. And, you know, ultimately I'm the one who stops, stops the ball from going in the net and stops the other team from scoring. So yeah, a lot of definitely. pressure myself to do that but at the same time. You know, that's, that's the fun of it. Yeah. Those big saves can change the momentum of a game too. Not many positions can do that. Yeah. I mean, even, even like scoring a goal for your own team, like sometimes can't change the momentum of a game the way uh, a big stuff right. like a goalie can, because it just gets everyone hyped and gets the momentum really going on your side. You know what I mean? No doubt. No yeah. doubt. I mean, it's, it can be killer when teams go, you know, man up, they need a goal, you stop it, uh, you know, you, you get the ball back down, you hang on to possession, your team scores, you know, the other team comes back down, you hang out for a long possession, you stop them again, and uh, you know, that's that's the game. That's what is so killer about being a goalie is you truly can uh, screw up another team's offense and you truly can disrupt a whole a whole game. So Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Pretty fun. <laughs> So every goalie has a little bit of a different, you know, different style just in terms of the arc and how they step and, and everything. How, how would you describe, you know, your style of, of goalie play? Definitely, definitely a bit strange and quirky, uh, kind of jumpy. Um, you know, if you watch me play, I'm not, uh, I'm not the most stationary. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the most robotic goalie. Um, you know, I kind of, I'm a, I'm a catcher. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a blocker. I'm a catcher. And, uh, mm-hmm. you kind of, you kind of see two different versions of goalies and ones that get in the way, play their angles white, right. And, you know, block the save. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, I want to catch it before I get hit or it goes in the net. So, um, that's, that's kind of how I always played. And, uh, that's in terms of my arc, you know, I, I stay close to the net. I think, uh, you know, as a catcher, as someone who wants to control, any rebound who doesn't want to give up any second chances um, kind of playing towards my, uh, my goal line, my crease line uh, gives me a little bit more distance, a little, you know, point one of a second, if you will, to make one more reactionary save. So I'm um, trying to buy myself as much time to catch the ball as, as humanly possible. Yeah. Did you, um, is that how you were, how were taught the position or is that something that uh, you sort of learned as, as you got a little fun, older? You know, growing up, yeah, growing up where I grew up in certainly not a hotbed of lacrosse in, in Akron, Ohio, and playing in uh, a small town called Medina, Ohio. Um, you know, the goalie coaches, um, you know, kind of came far in between of you know, people with, with that certain experience. So, you know, a lot of it was kind of self-taught. A lot of it was kind of figuring out what worked for me. And um, really, I was I was kind of self-taught all the way until, until college. So, um certainly had to make adjustments there but you know growing up just figuring out what worked for me and what didn't and uh you know ultimately what kept the ball in that but for me it was 
it was sitting back a little bit, find myself time, um, exploding the ball, certainly stepping hard. But, uh, you know, I, did, I never got in net thinking, all right, let's make a, let's make a 45 degree step. All right, let's, let's more, be more lateral. I never, I never really felt like that. And I mm-hmm. probably sound bad to say, but that's, that's just the way I played. Yeah. Well, it's just relying on, you know, athleticism and, and talent. Um, but right. so who, who did, who did you, like, how did you learn? Like how, how, I mean, how did you know what drills to do and kind of just the basics of being a goalie? Or was it just, just from being in the goal since you were in, in third grade that, that kind of yeah, I, helped you? Yeah. For me, when I was young, it wasn't, it wasn't so much drills and skill, like the resources that kids have nowadays to go to YouTube and, see all these different coaches who post different things on Instagram and Twitter and these different tools. Like those were so foreign to me, you know, to me it was getting that have a bunch of older guys rip the ball at you from 10, 15 yards away. Like I got good by just getting guys with a bunch of balls, lining up an arc around, around the top of the paint and just firing away. And, um, you know, as you start saving, you say to yourself, wow, all right, well, I saved that. What felt good about my step there? what felt good about my hands there, what felt good about my stance there. So, I mean, it certainly was a, a ton of self-teaching. Um, I had some coaches along the way to give me pointers, but uh, nothing like nowadays where kids just have such a crazy ability to see all these different high-level drills and different ways to, to incorporate into your game. So um, I just remember getting so many shots, so many shots every day after school, every day after practice, and it was that was that was the awe of it and that was the fun of it for me it was just getting shots after shots yeah and i mean there's certainly something to be said look how look how you turned out you know in terms of the in terms of your skill because you know the 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 save movement is one where we've got it's got to be like something we don't think about and you can right. only do that through seeing so many shots You're like all right i've seen this i've seen this shot before i my body knows like exactly how to catch it you know exactly what movements need to happen to get there right. um, and, and you right. just go into autopilot uh, essentially right yeah yeah i mean you just you have an idea of how you want to step and how you want to move and you know ultimately a lot of that stuff you know i hate to say it goes out the window when you make that save you know everyone says all right you take this one step steps the ball you know bring your back leg with you finish the save and that's stuff i preach and do all the time um but at the end of the day you, when you're saving the ball in a game, it might not always look, you know, how you practice it, but if you're able to take a little bit of those stepping motions, a little bit of that 45 degree step um, and that proper finishing of the save, um, it, it always translates into a save. So I think I'm just being a little bit, a little bit uh, kind of free flowing and freestyling while you're in there um, is always going to help you. Whatever, whatever's natural to your, your normal movement is something that you should never take away from a goalie. You should never, you know, fully change someone. So I'm just, just trying to do what works for your body and your athleticism is ultimately the key. Yeah, totally agree with that. So then you get to Maryland and I guess get the, you know, the first taste of lacrosse goalie coaching uh, that you've had in your career. How how did that impact you? What are some things that you learned there? It was my freshman year. It was one of my favorite years, you know, in college, even though I was a redshirt freshman, um, and that my for redshirt freshman year, we had uh, Brian Phipps, um, oh, yeah. obviously uh, an All American Maryland, and uh, still one of the best goalies in the world today. He was our volunteer, um, and he he exclusively just works with the goalies. So I'm um, getting to work with Brian every day and actually learning these footwork drills and how to properly stand and how to tweak your wrists, holding your stick, and how to position your feet and how to read angles and shots. I mean, I was I was blown away with just what I didn't know, to be honest, you know, all I know was see the ball, save the ball. I didn't notice, you know, what things I could do. And I think in high school, I, I was super uh, squatty, super low to the ground, super into baiting guys and, and all these little things that I thought worked. And I, uh, you know, first week fall ball at a, at one of the best programs in the country, you realize that you can't really get away with some of that stuff. So hmm. um, Brian was just, an awesome guy to work with and still to this day a guy I talk to regularly and he still helps me out and um just I certainly I look different from pictures from high school till now I was just uh you know looking at old pictures of my stance in high school it, it looks ridiculous to how I stand now so I know you know credit credit to 
Coach Phipps and uh, Coach Till has really completely changed my game. Awesome. Yeah, I had Brian on the podcast uh, episode 16. He was great. He was great. Yeah. And you guys have, I would say, similar styles, right? I mean, kind of like me, smaller goalie, yeah. trying to catch the ball. So yep. I would assume that that really translated. Um, he was able to teach a lot of what he does to you, right? Yep, everything from his stance to his to his hands and how to kind of, you know, how to position your top wrist and how to position your bottom wrist and, you know, how far do you want your elbows out or in, all that stuff. I mean, I was clueless. I was completely clueless on how to play that stuff. And um, I think if you look at Brian's stance compared to my stance, although he's you know a bigger goalie than I am, we are extremely similar in that sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Who are some other besides Brian? Uh, who are some other goalies that that you looked up to and that that you learned from? I think. I think when I was younger, I'll never forget watching uh, Tillman Johnson from Virginia um, playing in Final Fours on TV. Uh, I don't know how old I was. I don't know how much older he was. Uh, but I remember being, I believe I was in middle school or, uh, or even younger than that. Um, I thought he was, he was awesome. And I think, you know, he's just a, a quick style, natural athletic style of, of him playing. He was a dude that I remember saying, wow, I love this position. I, I want to play college cross. I want to be on TV. Um, and then, you know, I kind of think as I evolved, uh, I have always, I've always loved the way Galloway has played. Um, just, yeah. I think, I think he's the best clearer in the game or the game's ever seen. Um, his outlet passes are, are just so accurate. His ability to spark transition, um, just his energy. If you watch Galloway, just his energy that he plays with every day. Uh, he just, he freaks out. He goes crazy. His defense loves him. Um, just cool, cool guys to watch. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is the energy that he brings? Like you can't. I mean, I, I've I've obviously never played with him, but you can see in the highlights. Like after he's making a save, he's clapping his hands. He's getting into it. No uh, is that how are you? No is that how you are on the field when when you make your saves? It's funny because I I love how he does it, and I'm not like that at all, which makes no sense. But. Uh, I I'm, I get kind of quiet in games. I kind of get, uh, you know, kind of stay in my own head. I make a big save. I'm not a, I'm not a rah-rah guy. That's kind of usually when I'm most quiet is after I make a big save. So um, I, I, I just like his energy. I like how he, you can, you can just tell that the defense want to play, play for him. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think that's the biggest key for goalies. You're not going to be, you're not going to reach your potential or your defense potential unless those three guys will do anything for you, those, you know, other five guys. So, um, you know, having them bought into you uh, and having that relationship is, is the most important thing. Yeah, I totally agree. How, how do you go about doing that? Especially if you're more on like the quiet side, what, what are your, what are your tips for, for yeah. getting, getting like the defense, you know, to, to really want to play for you to, to, you know, um, just respecting you, I guess. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think my dad would laugh when I was younger. I would always yell at my defense after letting it a goal. I'd break a shaft over the pipe and all that stuff. I'll never forget third, fourth grade, my dad yelling at me from the sidelines to, to shut up and stop complaining. And then, uh, you know, I think now, it, 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 you know, when I was playing in college and, and pros now, it's just I've always found that no matter what kind of the goal goes in, I'm kind of always, always point the finger at yourself. Um, you know, make your defense always feel comfortable about what you're doing in there. And certainly if there's a goal that, you know, it's your fault, you have to let your defense know, Hey, that was totally on me. Do not need to play the exact same angle, play that guy on his hips the exact same way you just did mm-hmm. play that approach the exact same way that, that one was on me. So um, I think just constant positive feedback to your defense, you know, keeps them going. I, you can see it all the time. If a goalie goes palms up, if a goalie kind of his body language sucks after letting the goal, you know, your defense will shut off and you'll shut off. So just staying positive and, um, you know, having that, that constant belief in each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. We talk about so much about body language and a lot of goalies don't even realize what's going on. Uh, but right when you give up a goal, such a crucial moment, like, like you said, like palms up or like, you know, some sort of big, reaction with the stick is just it kills the momentum it, yeah. it, you know probably the hardest thing so i think I, I remember going into every game and every practice especially practice the most you know 
every practice is recorded and every practice you see the film the next day in the film room. And I always say to myself, if your goal goes, you know, goes in, don't be pouty, don't look defeated. And, you know, sure enough, goal goes in and your natural instinct as a human is just to put your head down and mope. And it, it just looks so bad on film. It looks so bad at coaches. Um, it looks so bad if you're a kid getting recruited. It looks so bad if you're a coach trying to keep your, your defense and your goalie going at practice. So even if you're faking it, obviously you're pissed if a goal goes in, but you, the body language is, is something that stands out to me so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't mention, I made a save edit of Tillman Johnson's, um, I think it was 2003 championship game. I'll send it to you. Uh, it's awesome. 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 So many people cite that game as like the reason that they wanted to become a goalie. Um, and actually I saw, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the save edit and he makes this exact same save that you made in the championship game at Maryland where like, you know, I, you know what I'm talking about. You, you jump up to kind of respect a fake and then contort your body in the air to, to make the save which is, which is unbelievable. Can can you talk a little bit about that save? Yeah, I I think I just kind of fell for a, fell for a fake, uh, jumped, you know, one of my problems has always been jumping. Um, always, always, it was a jumpy goalie inside. Um, and I just remember coming off, off my feet and thinking, oh man, I, I just left, I'm in the air. Um, and you know, he kind of pump faked me. I kind of just had to react and, you know, just try my best to swing my hands across and, you know, luckily enough, I was able to get a stick on it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, there's weird saves happen all the time. And it's just the last line of just trying to do whatever you can to make it not go in. So that's true. Right. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, just do whatever you can. Right. Um, certainly had some ugly saves, but you just got to make it work. No, no such thing. No such thing. Right. <laughs> no such yep. thing as a lucky save. No such thing as an ugly save. Yeah. What is uh what is your goalie training regiment look like these days Kyle yeah I think it's been pretty you know the same since since college after I kind of learned different things and what kind of works for me um something that I constantly go to um something that I learned at Maryland was ankle bands ankle bands are the best the best training device a goalie could use um you know I use a velcro strap for my left leg my left ankle to my right ankle and uh you know, goalies will find that, especially goalies who have trouble stepping, the moment you step with your left foot, you know, on a lefty going to a stick side shot, you step hard with your left, your right foot, and your whole body is going to snap with you, and your whole body is going to move through that save. So, um, you know, I remember Nico Amato ahead of me, he would go whole practices with the ankle band on. Uh, you know, six on six drills, you got an ankle band on in net. Um, obviously it was a little tricky when he had to clear the ball, but, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the best tool. Um, and, and I kind of, you know, will do different things with that. I'll, I'll go from ankle bands, um, kind of just one stepping, um, to a shot, to a little warm up to like a ball toss and then my full two step and my full, you know, extended step and kind of work on exploding and, and letting that band snap my body and snap my back hip on my back leg to, to go with me. Um, then, you know, then from there I'll add different tweaks, either keep the ankle bands, lose the ankle bands and go, uh, kind of short stick, uh, tennis ball rapid fire has always been one of my favorite things mm-hmm. that we did all the time at Maryland. Um, you know, you have a short stick as a goalie, uh, and you have a shooter who's, you know, five, six, seven yards away, pretty in tight. And they're constantly, um, constantly firing a, short, uh, a tennis ball at you. So, you know, you get back in your stance make the save. If you catch it, drop it right away. Next shot's coming. Um, you know, a lot of times you're, you're blocking with your foot, your shoulder, your arm, whatever it may be, but you're getting, I don't know how many, I, I would say what 50 reps and, and about a minute. So, um, tennis ball rapid fire is something that I love. Um, and then finally something that I stole from Brian Doherty, old time Maryland, uh, goalie, you know, obviously a complete legend, uh, just, wall wall progression you know by yourself throwing hard against the wall stepping making a save and constantly getting closer and closer to that wall um ultimately making it basically an impossible save but you know start at start at 12 yards chuck the ball as hard as you can against the wall step forward make your save throw it against the wall again step forward make the save and 
you know, rep after rep takes about 10 shots and, and you're, you know, two yards away from the net or two yards away from the wall. So mm-hmm. um, anything reacting there, anything that gets my heart rate going, anything that gets both my feet going are things that I love. So um, that's my style. Obviously some goalies aren't, aren't the, you know, quickest, most jumpy light on their toes goalie. And, and those aren't the drills for them, but those are the things that I know work for me and what feels good for me going into, into a practice. And those are, you know, some things I'll do before practice and during practice and after practice. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that all goalies need that, that level of quickness. I mean, even if you're no a doubt. bigger, you know, bigger guy, like kind no of a blocker, but you still need that level of yep. quickness. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it's I ha- tough. I think, you know, goalies, especially coaches will, will try to teach thing, you know, they'll try to do the, uh, you know, the short stick tennis ball rapid fire and, you know, the goalie will never, make a clean save or they'll do the ankle bands and it'll, it'll kind of stumble over his feet. Um, you know, some goalies with the water base with the ankle bands, uh, you know, you got to find the right tension band or guys with a mm-hmm. narrow, narrow, narrow stance, you got to find a, a tighter one. So it's like, uh, you know, it's a little, a little unique and you got to put some time into it. You got to, it's not just grabbing the first ankle band you see or, or the first, uh, you know, first thing that you do with wall progression, you got to feel it out and you got to really understand what works for your skill set. Yeah, totally. That drill you described from Doc, I mean, he calls it the Doc drill. I, I interviewed him and I was yeah. like, so what, what are your favorite, you know, your like f- top five favorite drills or whatever. And he was like, you know, I just did the Doc drill and I did it like a million yep. times. <laughs> yep. You know, so yeah, no, it's funny. I'll, I'll just go, I'll add the ankle bands and I'll take the ankle bands into the Doc drill. So all these things yep. you can, you can overlap and then all ankle bands in the tennis ball rapid fire. And then, um, you know, you can, you can constantly add these together and that's, that's what's best about goalie drills is you layer it up. It's just layers and layers and layers and adding and adding and adding. Um, and then that, you know, that's, that's what completes the goalie, but yeah, the doctor is, it's his staple. I know that's, that's his thing. Totally. Totally. What about, um, anything like unconventional that you do maybe like to train yourself to be an elite goalie, uh, like off the field, um, Anything yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I do a lot of balance work, a lot of single leg stuff. Um, you know, I think one of my favorite things to do was uh, a little strange was to take a BOSU ball. Uh, you know what a BOSU ball is? Yeah, yeah. Kind of the half, right? You know, the half ball, um, and you know, flip it out, and so the ball, the ball side of it's on the ground, and you're standing balancing on the on a flat part, so on the half part. Mm-hmm. And you sit down in your squatted position um, and guys would, uh, you know, do a little ball toss with you. So your feet are in constant tension, but you're still doing the, you know, your hand-eye movement with, with your hand. So um, from there, then I'll, I'll kind of work myself into standing on that BOSU ball and throwing against the wall. So kind of making a save without stepping. Obviously, you can't step off the ball. So uh, kind of being able to sit in that squat with your, with your quads and your legs shaking like crazy but still being able to control your stick. Um, yeah. And obviously as a jumpy goalie who would always fall for fakes, I would stand on that ball and tell the coach, to, you know, before he shoots it, before he tosses it, throw a fake and I'll just fall off if I'm doing it wrong. Mm. That's good. So you, go, you know, you go from there to, to solid ground. It, it feels a lot more steady. Um, and then, so it's, 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 it's pretty unique. It feels a little goofy if you haven't done it recommend taking your cleats off before you do it do it barefoot or or in tennis shoes but uh, it's it's a certainly a really cool one and you know I, i've been thinking about kind of putting some of these things on film and and kind of showing them off you should i'd love to take a look at that but yeah, yeah that, that drill sounds great it's like um you know working on balance and then also the core strength um sure. i've had a lot of goalies on who said they do yoga for like those two to improve those two things because they're really important sure for goalies no doubt um no a doubt. lot of times yeah. you look at like you look at film and and like of 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 youth goalies and like before the shot is coming like right as it's released like they're just so off balance you know and so yep. how are you, you going to move one way when you're leaning the other way yep so i watch you know i i kind of say to myself i'm a i'm a low art guy who moves patiently across the crease you know when i when i teach it yeah i'm doing you know your typical low, uh, you know, five-step arc, three-step arc, whatever you want to call it. 
you know, and then in games with guys moving all over the place, you know, I don't, it's not perfect in a game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm all over the place. So I got to find drills that kind of keep me balanced and keep me stationary. I think, uh, I think getting warmed up, tell the guy who's warming you up, throw in a fake, see if, see if you step forward, you know, see if you fall forward, you're doing a ball toss, fake the toss, see if you fall forward. So anything that kind of keeps you on the balls, of your feet, obviously not on your heels, not all the way on your toes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Throwing fakes to all the drills. Really? Yeah. That's yep. great. Do you do yoga by the way or no? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to get more into it, but, uh, I definitely, uh, I hit it a few times over, over break when I was home and throughout Maryland, we did it, uh, I think we did it like twice a week, all of January, um, kind of preseason, just, um, you know, I'm a guy with, with back injury, back, uh, injury and I had surgery and kind of the stretching of your hamstrings through yoga is, is the best thing that you can do. Um, just you know, an hour session of constant flowing of, of keeping your hamstrings loose and your lower back loose. Um, you walk out of there and you feel like a million bucks. And um, it's, it's something that I find awesome to do. And um, I'm trying to get into a regular routine of doing it. You know, I, I have a regular kind of stretching routine, but kind of elevating that into a, a yoga and putting a little tension into that stretch is, is phenomenal for your body and phenomenal for, for goalies. There you go. Just another elite goalie said yoga. Yeah, I'm getting into it myself. It's uh, it's hard, <laughs> but uh, it's it's so worth it. Way harder, way harder than people think. But yeah, you know, it puts tension in the muscles that aren't, you know, your quads and your hamstrings. It's, there's little muscles everywhere that people don't realize that can absolutely get triggered by by yoga and, and just stretching in different poses and all that stuff. So it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. What, um, with all the experience you have now, like if you could go back and give your younger self some, some goalie advice, what, what would that be? Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's definitely a lot. I think, um, you know, I think in high school, you don't get too much into watching opponents and all that stuff. So you don't, you know, you're not doing film every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but I found when I got to college, I loved, uh, I fell in love with kind of watching shooters and their techniques and how it helped me. Um, I didn't really think about that too much in high school. Um, you know, it, it's a complete edge in college of understanding how shooters shoot and how their mechanics work and how their shoulders work and arms work and elbows work, sticks work. Um, but you know, that's, that's at the college stage, but in the high school stage, um, I think just more so just understanding the value of nutrition, the value of, of certain exercises and working out like an athlete, not just, you know, going to the gym and you're doing squatting and you're benching and that's it and you leave, you know, do, do the things that professional athletes train, you know, the, the fast twitch stuff and the explosion stuff are things that, you know, I didn't really get exposed to until Maryland that I felt were, were complete game changers. You know, I remember getting that summer packet, summer workout packet this summer going into freshman year at Maryland you know, sitting on my computer and YouTubing all the different things I had to do and, you know, finding, uh, finding a rhythm with all those things were, was awesome with my play. So I'm just getting exposed to how a real athlete is supposed to train, not just a, not just a high school kid who, who likes the sport, but, you know, consider yourself the best at what you do. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Going back to the, you know, kind of like watching shooters and learning how to read shooters. What, um, you know, what specifically did you learn? Is it, is it more like, you know, when, when his shoulders are down, it, the shots most likely to come high, like that type of stuff, or, or is it something else? Yeah, I had a, I think my, my teammates would, would joke, you know, joke on me about how obsessed I was with, uh, watching opponent shooters and, uh, something that I did with coach Tills for hours throughout the week before, before games, but. You know, I, I would just stay after practice and, and talk with, you know, different shooters. You know, shooters like Rambo, who shot a lot differently than a, a step-down midfielder, who shot a lot differently than a, you know, small jitterbug attack. And, and I kind of, you know, would ask them, hey, when you see me do this, where would you shoot on me? When you see mm-hmm. that goalie do that, where would you shoot on him? And, you know, then from there, I would just watch him shoot and kind of, hey, you're watching for, you're, you know, there's one side of it, how they shoot mechanically just to get used to when they shoot 
you know, in a game, that's how it looks. So it doesn't throw you off. Yeah. But B, you know, over the course of the year, track their, their shot placement. You know, I can remember Coach Tills in the office saying, hey, this guy has shot off stick low on every goalie he has faced the entire year. Wow. And we would go every single shot, you know, say, uh, you know, I can vividly remember guys and they would constantly, this guy constantly shoot low and away, low and away, low and away, but stubbornly. And, you know, come game time, I would set up where I was kind of giving him the low and away and I could see him, his eyes lighten up to shoot low and away in the last second while he was in his windup, I would hop over, you know, a full step. Um, and, you know, he'd be like, why, you know, why is that goalie completely moving? And you can see it on film where, you know, I'm, I'm completely giving it out in the last second. I, I do a full jump um, and I kind of get in the way of that shot. So um, I had a little, little notepad where I kind of just tracked, you know, the number where they would like to shoot the most. And if they were a sidearm guy, a high to low guy, a high to high guy, all that stuff. So I got pretty into it. Um, probably to a point where, where it was a little crazy, but, uh, it's, it was something that helped me, man. It was something that, that turned out to be true. You know, shooters, I think to a point are pretty stubborn into what they like and what they like to shoot at. Um, so kind of getting in their heads and, and understanding how they work is the ultimate key, I think, to goalies. And I think, I think if you talk to any, any of the best goalies in the world, um, they know everything about shooters. They know how to teach shooting mechanics and they know where shooters like to shoot when they're sweeping across the, the middle, when they're going down the alley, when they're wrapping around, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk to offensive coordinators and listen to them. And those are, those are the, the answer sheets. So um, just getting ahead of the shooters is, is so underrated. I love it. I love it. Kyle, you're out here playing chess. Everyone else is just playing checkers, you know? <laughs> Right, right, dude. Still goes in though. So, well, yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, that's the thing about being a goalie. Um, You know, even even the best, you know, save. Geez, what what's the save percentage these days? Fifty percent, fifty five percent. It's going to only get lower. It's my it's my take on it. Shooters are the way sticks are with you know the the way the the mesh is is so tightly strong and the whip that guys have. is and the you know the ball speed is just getting outrageous. You know, I think you yep. know, I don't I don't have a stat on it, but I would assume the ball speed of shots is consistently going up. Um, you know, it's just, as is consistent different points. Yeah, you look at old film; it's overhand shots with no whip. Now it's right. three quarter underhand with complete whip. You know, it's pinging guys like Ryan Brown. <laughs> yeah, guys like Ryan Brown over the summertime. I say, hey. Dude, let me see your stick. I don't understand how this possibly works. And sure enough, you take a stick, you pass with it, and the ball goes straight to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that, that's another thing of understanding shooters is, hey, let me. do you play with a lot, a lot of whip? Do you, do you not? Is there a little bit? Because that ultimately changes the release. So, you know, a shot from Ryan Brown, he looks like he's shooting at the moon. It's going five-hole, which makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> yeah how about um at maryland and i guess you know when you start out your pro career you're you're a backup um i'm curious how yep. how you you know handled that situation continuing to improve you know while not getting maybe the the, the starts or the playing time yeah it's, it's it's tough it's a real thing for about three goalies on every roster in in college sports so right uh it's uh, it's it can be tough. You know, you come in highly recruited. You feel good about yourself. You have options to go elsewhere. You want to go to school that fits right. Maryland was by far the best decision of my life. I get there, um, and I'm behind a All-American in front of me. Um, I redshirted my freshman year. After that, I backed him up for two more years. So in five, I was at Maryland for five years. I was on the bench for three years. Um. You know, and I don't think people realize that most goalies, you have to sit on the bench. You're not getting minutes until until it's your time. That's the nature of goalies and quarterbacks. Uh, you can't stop working until your time is ready. So I just knew, you know, my, my clock was ticking and I already wasted three years of my, of my five years. I shouldn't say wasted, but, you know, got better on the bench. And I knew that 
um, you know, this was my, it was now or never to win the starting job and, and, uh, you know, do what I came here to do. Yeah. So for you, it's just about knowing that time would come patience and then just continuing to, uh, do all that training. Like we talked about a little bit earlier. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. There's, there's no way to sugar. There's no way any goalie can say, yeah, I just put my head down and I worked hard and I enjoyed every day. No, it's yeah. You're grinding every day, but there's some dark days and there's, it's not easy. It's not easy to go out every day knowing that you're not going to get on Saturday and knowing that you're going to be the scout team and, and, you know, have to have to do things that you don't want to do, but that's, you know, sports and all sports and life. So I think it was the best learning lesson I've ever experienced. For sure. Yeah. How about in that, in your career, uh, time you went through a slump, um, has that happened? How, how did you get out of it? Definitely. It happens short time through a game and over a course of a season, you know, I, yeah. I, both my years of starting, um, you know, I can remember games where I just didn't have it. I just never felt like I was on top of it. Maybe I was doing okay percentage wise, or, you know, I was up to 10, 12 saves, but I, you know, you don't feel like you're fully in the zone and something that only a goalie can, can know or, there's there's a feeling where you just think no ball can possibly go in um and it's a rare feeling but uh you know knowing that that's your potential those games are your potential and the games where you're not up to that potential is it can get in your head um and you just gotta do your best at blocking it out but um yeah i mean i've i've certainly had some some bad slumps and you know you your head goes crazy but uh that's position and that's why sports are the best because you have to do the mental battles and get yourself out of it. Yeah, definitely. I want to, that's a good transition to the mental game. Um, you know, us as goalies, we, it's just such a mental battle. Um, I'm curious, what are some things that you did to remain mentally tough? Yeah, it's, it's a crazy, you know, mental game within yourself to, stay composed throughout a game or a season. But I think, uh, I think luckily enough, this is kind of a bailout of an answer, but luckily enough playing for the teams at Maryland that I did, uh, usually we were, we were having some success every game. Usually we were up for, uh, you know, with comfortable lead or in tight with the game. So I would look up the scoreboard and say, Hey, I, I know I let in the last three, but you know, Rambo and Heacock are putting the ball in net and we're up six to six to four. So, um, we're doing all right. So just knowing that it's at the end of the day, we're just trying to get a win. Um, I got to do my job. I know kind of the, the percentage that I want to reach that I know will help my team, the number of saves that I want to reach that you know will help my team. Um, but, um, you know, just kind of relaxing and, and remembering that it's a, I'm having the best time of my life with my best friends and having some fun. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're just trying to get a win. So um, as long as you're not, you're not blowing the lead or as long as you're not, uh, completely blown the game um you got to have some perspective in there and and just do your job yeah some great points yeah i think a lot of times goalies put so much pressure on themselves um no doubt they give a goal give up a goal and it's like oh i'm blowing this for my team um but you know what you're going to give up goals and and like you said we're we're trying to get that win so it doesn't matter if you win you know five to four or 20 to 19 um you know a a win's the win Um, yeah i'll never I'll never forget a guy who was always really helpful, uh, Mac Pond. Uh, one of the one of the best teammates and best friends I've had at Maryland. He, uh, you know, I let a goal in and I'd be pouting, and he would just kind of look at me and laugh. And it would, I'd be like, dude, what are you, what are you laughing at? Like I just let in a goal. And he would just say, dude, relax, chill out. We're just playing lacrosse, and he would just kind of make a joke out of it. And you know, he'd just kind of take the edge off, and that comes with the whole goalie defense relationship, and you know, just just getting back to your game and just feeling confident. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm curious. So goalies need to be leaders of the team. I mean, you know, it's, it's a leadership position, quarterback of the defense. I'm curious when you join a new team. So for example, you're about ready to play in the PLL. When you join this new group of guys, you know, how, how do you go about being a leader? 
especially for you. Yeah, when, think, as you mentioned, you're, you're a little bit more on the quiet side. That's kind of your style. I'm, I'm curious, you know, how you go about doing that. Yeah, I think for, first and foremost is you gotta, you gotta make sure you produce a little bit on the field. If, if you're going to be the goalie and, and be a vocal guy, you gotta make sure that you're doing your job, saving the ball first. And, um, you know, once you're doing your job on the field, that's when, you know, guys, you know, recognize that that you're doing your role and that when you have something to say, uh, chances are it's going to be meaningful. You know, I think I, I, I want to be that guy that talks least and says most rather than uh, talks most and says the least. It's kind of mm-hmm. something that I've always really liked. And, you know, I can remember different players throughout time in Maryland and, you know, with the machine and certainly going forward with the PLL is, there's, you know, some of the best leaders I've ever been around are the guys that hardly say anything. And when they do, everyone's, you know, sparked their ears up and said, wow, that guy's saying something. Let's listen because I really respect him. So, um, you know, it's, you, you can't force being a leader. You, know, you can't force being a captain. You got to kind of evolve into that role and make sure guys trust you and, and like you and want you to lead. You know, everyone, not everyone can be a leader and you got to, you kind of got to feel it out. So there could be a team where maybe I'm not the leader, you know, maybe there's other guys that are better at it and you got to feel it out as a teammate of who is, who's the guy to lead. So, yeah. Yeah. Your first point there, um, you got to be a competent goalie. I mean that, that in order to be a leader, cause it's, it's like you can, you could try to lead people, but at the end of the day, like if you're just not making the saves, like they're, you know, they're not going to have that respect for you. And the same goes for the, for the business world, really. I mean, you got to be a competent, a competent yeah. person to, to, to lead people. So yeah. And that's on you. That's on, that's on your individual effort of, of preparing yourself to be a great goalie. Um, so that was a really good point. I like that one. Yeah. It's a little, you know, it's, it's not to say that someone who isn't producing can't be, but I think it does. It certainly speaks for something when someone is producing on the field it's in the nature of sports, where if you see a guy crushing out there, chances are he has something good to say or something right to say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. And you've been doing some goalie coaching now. What, um, are there some common mistakes you see, you see goalies making? Common mistakes that goalies are making? Yeah. Um, overall, common mistakes goalies are making. Uh, I, they're all so different. You know, I think each goalie, you, as a goalie coach, you know, you got to get a full feel of each goalie as a, as a completely different person, as a completely different um, athlete and goalie. You know, mm-hmm. it's unique all positions where, you know, a certain goalie could look a certain way, and that's that's his successful way. Another one could look completely different, you know, and that's his certain way. So, like, you know, I have I deal with a goalie who's we have a smaller, sparkier goalie where he is bouncing all over the place. He's zipping around. He's stepping like crazy. He's saving everything. He's firing it back. He's really tough to score on. The next goalie comes in. He's a he's a bigger goalie, uh, and he's and he's kind of Stepping slow, taking up a lot of net, playing on a high arc, it's frustrating to shoot on. And you're thinking to yourself, hey, is he trying hard? Is he even trying to move? And it's like, yeah, that's his style. So you got to recognize what each goalie is. And your first instinct is to say, hey, let's go, move quicker, do this, do that. It's like, no, he's a a calm, relaxed, stationary goalie who plays his angle smart, where the other one is a sparky energy bug flying around. Uh, And you can't, you can't take one as a bad or one as bad. You gotta you gotta look at each goalie so differently and fully understand who they are as a as a as a goalie. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, that makes a hundred percent hundred percent sense. As long as they're respecting the fundamentals, I guess is what okay. I'd add is what I, what I'd add there. And, okay. and if they get to to that level, university D one level, like they're probably they got a good concept of fundamentals, but uh, make sure. Right. They, make sure the youth have those, you know, athletic stance, uh, you know, in the right, right. place in the arc, like all, all that good stuff. Yep. No, it's cool. What, uh, good. Go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, you got it. Oh, uh, you're going to tell a story. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's, it's each kid is just so 
there's no two goalies that are 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 the same. So just fully, like we were just saying before, just fully understanding. You know, the first thing I do each year is give a kid about a 20 minute warm up and a 20 minute shooting session, and fully understanding everything that they do, and then you know just building each kid from there. So every kid's so different, and kind of catering drills to each kid is the most valuable thing. Yeah. What are, What are some like? you know, given that they have the fundamentals down, like what are some coaching points that you've worked on with your guys? So I think just the biggest thing is, is at this level, the the movement of the offense and, you know, the shots in college are so much of it is on the run, you know, sweeping across, you know, a skip pass off ball where it only has to move pipe to pipe and understanding angles is so big and, um, you know, not, cheating so far, um, you know, too far on the pipe for down the alley shot where you're giving up all far side or, um, you know, not moving efficiently when the ball is moving from back left to back right. You know, your, your footsteps uh, and your movement from pipe to pipe and your arc play and, and your spatial awareness is, is really critical in college. Um, whether you're a high arc guy, a low arc guy, knowing where you are in that is, is the biggest, is the biggest key. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's hard to save the ball. And if you're, you're in the right spot to save it, you're, you know, I guess, you know, mathematically, geomatically, you know, taking away the angle as much as possible, that's, you're in the best spot to make the save. So um, do whatever you can to, to put yourself in the best position to make the save. Sometimes it's off your head or your foot or whatever it may be, you know, goalies, like you said, what is it? 55% is like, that's a solid save percentage. So, you know, I'll shoot on a kid 10 times and I'm just say, Hey, let's try to save six of these. Mm-hmm. Let's try to save six out of 10. Um, and, and we'll do that a lot. We'll do just, Hey, you got 10 shots from the outside. All right. Our goal is to save six and we'll get guys to just rip on them. So nice. Cool. Uh, I want to talk about gear a little bit, if that's cool with you. What, what, um, what, what do you, what, what's your current stick set up these days? Uh, using i'm a stx guy stx athlete and uh love that stuff you know the stx uh eclipse 2 is what i've been using a little sturdier than the uh the first one and funny it's the only head i've ever used my entire life so um to be part of the stx family has been has been pretty convenient Um, (laughs) so i always original stx eclipse and then um um moved on to the two and that came out and it's been the best that I've ever used uh, in terms of shaft using the outlet, um, which I really like because if you've ever felt it, it's uh, kind of has a unique shape to, um, to a goalie's hand position. Um, you know, it's, it's not your typical shaft where it's the same, um, same, I guess, shape or same texture all the way around. It's rounded on the, on the side that faces your palm. So your hand is kind of in a, a, you know, a unique stable grip position the whole time. So I think that's a really cool thing that they did. Yeah, I've um, got I've got it right here with me. Um, is that is that just to like it's just for comfort and like to prevent rotation? I, I never kind of figured yeah. out the exact reasoning. That's yeah, that's what I yeah um, yeah that that's what I certainly take from it. I think too, you know, I think any goalie can relate to those shots that kind of hit the side of your head and it and it spins your head. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I, I find that grip. I find that grip kind of prevents that shaft from rotating a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of goalies really, go so far as to like grip, like actually grip the plastic of the head in their top hand setup right. to prevent that. I, I, right. to me, that's not comfortable. I, I don't know how you set up. Uh, I've never, I've never been a fan of that. I always felt like that would hinder your kind of offside movement. Same. Um, but uh, it's weird. I, I, I don't know if it's placebo effect, but I feel like that rounded um rounded shape on the inside of my palm where i can wrap my thumb and my first finger around that kind of stabilizes my grip a little bit more yeah who knows maybe maybe it's complete facade placebo effect whatever you want to call it but uh i really like that grip and also um even more so the impact of the ball you know i i think every goalie can kind of relate sometimes that impact of the ball that that rounded edge will consistently jamming your thumb and that um or i'm sorry the rigid edge will kind of jam into your thumb and that rounded shaft 
Uh, it just kind of has a smooth feel when you save the ball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I love that head. I like you. I've always been an STX guy. I started with the with the Eclipse, and then now I've got the Eclipse too. I for my sight, I've tested out a lot of heads, but I always come back to the Eclipse too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, you got like the oh. twelve diamond mesh in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I use their uh, twelve diamond memory mesh. Memory mesh, and then how about gloves? What What are you working with for the gloves? The uh, the shields, yeah, has kind of a, you know, they're they're pretty simple. They're not kind of the over top goalie gloves that I think you see a lot that are protect protect so much of the thumb where it's a little bit overbearing. They kind of just have a simple plastic piece that, you know, basically does one job and that prevents from that top bone from being broken. Um, <laughs> That's pretty and pretty important. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've broke both multiple times, so I don't have uh, I don't have the best thumbs anymore. Uh, and I, I've definitely been hit there with those gloves on and it's been just fine. And it's also pretty cool how that kind of thumb piece, you know, bends without it being a rigid, um, material, you know, if you see it, it's, they have a cool little mechanism that allows your top joint and your thumb to bend without, um, you know, moving your whole hand. So pretty, pretty unique stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, how about the chest pad? Uh, the shield line as well. Nice. So, Cool. Um, any, let's see that, th- first of all, thank you so much for coming on and being so generous with your time. Uh, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, like nowadays kids have so much access to YouTube and, and, uh, all these different drills, but it's also, you know, lacrosse is at a very interesting point in history where like, you've got elite pros like yourself willing to come on these podcasts. Like, you know, if I had a, if I had a, football podcast i'm not getting tom brady you know <laughs> so right. so you know i really appreciate you coming on sharing all your knowledge it's been it's been wonderful uh, i guess if you had to leave kids with one you know piece of advice what, what would that be yeah um i think i i say this a lot but have a short stick with you get one that's strung perfectly that you can pass and catch with um you know i'm a huge advocate of being able to do all my goalie drills with a short stick. You know, it's, it's, you know, common sense. If you're able to catch the ball, a fast moving ball with a smaller surface area, when you grab that, that bigger stick, it's going to be a lot easier. So not only that in terms of the goalie aspect of it, but having soft hands and, and treating yourself like an attackman, you know, work on shooting, work on cradling, work on all that stuff that a, a normal skill player has. I'm telling you right now, it will help you with your goalie game. Cause I think, a lot of goalies, they only pick up a goalie stick. You can tell when they pick up a, a short stick in high school, they look ridiculous. And and I always, you know, I, I never I never like seeing goalies without you know, having a short stick skill set. So that's a huge piece. Um, but you know, ultimately, just you have to fall in love with it. Ask any successful any successful business owner, athlete, you name it. You know, they fall in love with their craft and. Um, the craft I fell in love with was lacrosse and lacrosse goalie. Um, and you know, if you, if you love it, you're going to be good at it. If you want to keep doing it, you're going to be good at it, but, uh, you gotta be a lax junkie. You know, I'm 26 now. I've been playing since I was eight and I'm still a complete lax rat. You know, I'm a lax nerd of the sport. I love everything about it. Um, you know, it, it consumes my life, but that's, you know, I think that's why I'm good at it because, uh, you know, it's, it is my passion. So, um, you got to be passionate. If there's any ounce of, of doubt that you, you like it that much, you know, chances are it's not for you. So, um, hopefully, hopefully more kids love it, man. It's the best sport there is, and obviously, it's it's grown and growing, and uh, the future of the sports in in good hands. Awesome, very very well said. Well, good luck this year at Bellarmine, uh, where you're coaching, and it's then good. you know, good luck in in the PLL. We'll be we'll be watching. I'm super excited and. And can't wait for just all the coverage and check out those games. I can't wait either. It's going to be yeah. a fascinating time for the sport. It's going to be the best. Definitely. Definitely. Kyle, if people want to learn a little bit, little bit more about you, is there, is there a place they should go? Oh, man. Uh, um, uh, not really. I don't know. It doesn't have to Instagram, be. It doesn't have to be. I usually Google. like to just. Yeah. <laughs> they can go to this podcast. How's that? That podcast, I mean, I'm, kids can reach out to me in any way. They, they can figure it out. And I'll, I try to do my best to respond to everybody. And obviously, I'm 
I'm here to, to grow the game. That's, that's my role. And if any kid wants to reach out to me, I'll, I'll respond to them. Awesome. Kyle, thank you so much. Thank you. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with one of the greatest goalies in our game right now. That's Kyle Burnlore from the PLL Whipsnakes. Pleasure to chat with, as I said in the intro, a great dude, knows his stuff at goalie, and just a lot of tips and and tactics and, and mindsets that we can pull out of that conversation and use in our own game, in our own life, in our own coaching situations. So that's it for this week lacrosse season we are right in the middle of it you should be out there working to get better every single day if you're not please do get out there get some work in i'm coach damon until next time you've been listening to the lax goalie rat podcast with your host coach damon wilson